Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Laptop Empires podcast. It's launch day, so you're getting your everything launch podcast. I'm really excited about this. I am tired as hell. I know yeah. you are. And yeah. I think if we're talking about launches, it's kind of hard to talk about launches without talking about just pure exhaustion. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> oh, man. The, I, man, I remember the first one we did. I don't know if I've ever been that tired. And it's funny because I was just sitting and looking at a computer. Like I wasn't doing any physical <laughs> like anything, but it's, it's mentally exhausting to do. Mentally audience. exhausting. Yeah, I was going to bring this up at some point in the episode. And, but I mean, now we're talking about it accidentally. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's Oops. just there. You get done with a launch and you just need to, you need to make time to just chill and unplug afterward because you will be tired. I know yeah. like it's been as we've gotten in a rhythm and we've learned more and we've started to kind of like have our system developed. It's gotten better, man. Some of those early launches, I remember just not functioning for a week, like yeah. not being able to get anything productive done because my brain just stopped working. So be prepared for that. Don't like schedule a bunch of podcast interviews or webinars or anything, you know, that's going to take a ton of effort kind of give yourself a, a runway to slow down and get back up to speed. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I did that launch on a vacation, the the first Facebook ads for bloggers launch on a vacation, which was the dumbest thing I've probably ever done in my career. And I was yep. just like, I thought it was going to be so much easier. That's one of the things like we're going to be talking a lot about obviously launches today. Advice for launches. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I don't think that we've been ultra prepared for a launch yet. And we've done a lot of them. And I feel like every time there's still like 15 things left to do before the actual launch happens, even though we've done this a lot and like we have our system right. kind of down, there's still just like, there's still a lot to do every single time. But well, there is. And, and it's one of those things, there's always going to be things that go wrong and things that happen and things you got to deal with. And you really, you want to prep as much, much in advance as you possibly can, but there will always be things that come up. But you and I do tend to, we do a poor job scheduling. Like you said, you, you were on vacation once we've done, we launched the website and the podcast while I was on vacation and that ended up being <laughs> a lot of work too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was, I was so bummed. I was like, God, this, I thought this was going to be so much easier. I was like, no, no, yeah. I got this. I got this. Do your thing. It was uh, very difficult. And then, uh, but yeah, but even like this week we went and that we're like, Hey, we've got, a launch coming up. Let's go bottle bourbon <laughs> in the hill country, not work for three days. And, uh, but you know, it was fun. It was worth it. But no, you, you start to get into a rhythm, you know, a lot of the big stuff, you know, like for us, the course is done, you know, we have the offer, we've got our systems, we've got our emails, like things like that. It's just that, you know, we write new emails. We don't like to regurgitate the same emails over and over. 
like some people yeah. do. So that becomes a lot of work. Um, we tend to add things to the courses for launch. I don't know why we do it at the launch, but so <laughs> with the, the Facebook ads for bloggers launch, it's like we're expanding again. <laughs> so we have a lot Probably to record. for the last time though. I would imagine this is yeah. the last like big expansion because we're adding a ton. For to sure. We might add little things, but not anything. Like, we're yeah. going to run out. We're going to be, we're going to run out of things. Yeah. Like Facebook side hustle is a little bit different. Cause I feel like we've that, that course is like comprehensive pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we might add stuff as, as things change over, you know, over the next couple of years, but like that one's pretty much done. The, the bloggers one is there's just a lot you can do, you know, we've just right. we've decided to kind of slowly we've, we went through this thing of like, how much do we put in the course? Do we make it like high, you know, super high value or, um, you know, do we make it to where that we could have another course later? And I think we just kind of landed on, let's make this the best damn course out there. That well, we it was super high value. <laughs> to begin well, yeah, with. it was always high but, value. I mean, but like so you know, just in there. Yeah, one of the things when you're creating a course and you're preparing for a launch is you've got you've got to think about where do the pieces of the puzzle go, and yeah. so you have the course, but then you might have an order bump. You might have an upsell. You might have launch bonuses. You might be planning another course down the road. And so, you know, with, with Facebook side hustle, we really put, and since we're getting into it, I mean, we're launching Facebook side hustle. So if you're listening to this, I mean, this episode went live January 17th. It's a Thursday course is going live, close at midnight on Sunday. And, and today's episode, I'm not doing good with the sponsor thing today, but, but that's, this is this whole episode brought to you by our Facebook side hustle course. And I'm not going to go through the whole pitch right now because we're kind of talking about it, but it's our answer to people asking us, how do you make money online or how do you make extra money? How do you make money on the side? And, you know, we talked in last episode about how we prefer side hustles that are low time investments, high compensation in demand, right? And that's what the Facebook side hustle is. It's something that you're going to make one to $2,000 per month recurring from a single client. And it's only going to take a couple hours of work per week once you kind of learn how to do it and everything. And so that kind of, it checks all of the boxes. It's why we think it's the best side hustle out there right now. And so, but getting back to the course, when we created the course, it, it is all encompassing, right? We started with, this is what it is. This is why we do it. We talked about how to use Facebook ads. We talked about how to create offers, how to create the funnels, how to work with clients. We talked about how to find clients and we get, we go through everything from the Facebook ads to like the, how to start a business and like like be a business owner. Like there's a lot in there about just like being a good business owner. And so it really covers everything. And I'm sure there are some things that we could add, but it's pretty much every, it is everything you need, right? Anything else that we add would just be whipped cream. It'd yeah. just be frosting. Well, and a lot of the stuff gets added in the private group, like the course group as right. well. Like, you know, if something comes out, if there's a change or like there's some kind of new feature or whatever, like we usually cover that in the group, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just interesting how that one has been like kind of done. I feel like in the Facebook right. bloggers one keeps getting expanded, but like I said, I think this is going to be maybe the last big expansion we do on that course. Well, and just to kind of explain that, you know, because that was what I was trying to, I was like, let me show you the one now let's show you the other Facebook ads for bloggers was originally called blow up your blog. And it was, 
six videos, seven videos maybe. And it was just individual, like smaller trainings, like a mini course on just how to get results for your blog. And we really put it together over the course of a weekend because it was just a mini course, right? And it wasn't meant to be this big thing, but it was really popular. People liked it. They wanted to know more. So we expanded it to where it was size-wise, content-wise, was similar in, in size to uh, Facebook Side Hustle. We rebranded it to Facebook Ads for Bloggers because Blow Up Your Blog didn't really describe what it was. Right. <laughs> People were like, what is this? Hey, what is this um, course? But you know, one of the big things with that course is that when, when you start talking about that, like ads for bloggers, course creators, coaches, consultants, like the stuff that I really built a good chunk of my agency on, there's so much. It's so much more complicated than local. The brick and mortar stuff that we recommend you sell to build your business is so much easier. And it's so much, there's, it's, it's just simple, right? Yeah. And when you start talking about blogs, like it's not that they aren't simple. It's just that there's so much more you can do yeah. when it comes to running ads for a course. It's so much more involved. And so we expanded that, but we, we always had, we made it like the beginner course and we knew there was all this advanced stuff. And so we were kind of like, well, well, we don't want to overwhelm everybody, you know? And then just when you look at the hours we spent learning this and the money that we invest to learn these things, we're like, the advanced stuff should really be a higher paid, a higher price course, right? Like a more advanced course. Yeah. But now we've kind of decided like, you know what? We just want to have the best damn course available out there. Let's put everything in it without breaking the bank. And so now like it's about to get another facelift, another upgrade and almost double in size again, but there's going to be just about everything that you could need in there. So, so that's really important. I think when you're launching, you're building your course, like you have to, you have to look at those things and think about those things. And I'm not saying just because we decided to put everything in there, that doesn't necessarily mean that putting every single little thing in the course is the best way. Sometimes it's better to have the upsell or to have the more advanced course. I really felt like that was the best way for us, honestly, until very recently. And, and it has more to do with just how we want to build our business and, and how we want to earn money through our yeah. business than anything else. Yeah, I'd say with the course creation stuff, I, just from my own experience so far, I think it's better to go deeper rather than wider. Because like I'm the first to make money marketing course that I was going to do. Like that was a very wide ranging, you know, all of these different things you can do with digital marketing. And I didn't, you know, I don't know how that course would have really done because Facebook side hustle kind of that happened at the same time, but I have a feeling I would have had a hard time selling it. And I would have had to make a lot of changes to it because it just covered so many subjects. Whereas I think the courses we have now, like if we're talking about Facebook ads for local businesses, we go very deep on that. You know, we teach everything that you need to know. And then it's right. the same thing with the Facebook ads for bloggers course. Like, there's more information. So we go very deep on that as well, but it's, we still stay very focused on like, this is how you can get traffic and email uh, subscribers. And, and now we're, we're adding some course uh, retargeting stuff, which is going to be really cool, but it's all, you know, very focused for bloggers. Whereas mm -hmm. like if we were talking about like doing uh, Pinterest traffic and YouTube retargeting and this and this and this and this, it might not be as, as effective of a course. So I think that's, that's one of the things I've kind of learned is be kind of focused with your, your content. Well, and it's just like when your business, right? If you're starting a blog or a YouTube channel or whatever, you need to niche down. It's funny when we were in the hill country this weekend and 
uh, Coral was talking to my mother-in-law about her channel and she was talking about this. She was talking about how like all these other channels, they do this, this, and that. And like, they talk about four or five different subjects and how that works. Once you have the big following, you can kind of talk about whatever, but nobody, she's like, none of these people are just like focusing in on this very specific thing. And Coral's made the decision with her channel. Like she's going to be very focused on say the home, the home decor piece, I, th- I think yeah. is what it is. And then, and just build off that and only do that and build her brand around that. And then she yeah. can expand into other things later, but like she's figured that out. And I think, and that's something like if you're a blogger, like you should be doing that. Like you shouldn't be talking about every single thing. And I mean, that's yeah. something like you've even, you were kind of niched and then you just like have niched down more and more over time yeah. where you're, you've gotten more and more focused on, the things you're passionate about and what you want to do. And um, I'm talking about with millennial money, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have. And it's, it's funny that that's one of those things that I've kind of figured out over time. I mean, everybody wants to start in the personal finance blogging world. They want to start a blog that like covers every aspect of personal finance. And there's just, there's so much, you know, it's, it's hard to get people to really follow along like a very generalized personal finance blog. So I, for me, I've like, as I've figured out like who are my readers and what do I like talking about? I've really, you know, now I'm going to be focusing a lot on just getting your money under control and then pretty much making more money so that you can kind of reach your financial goals. But it's the same thing with, with course creation and course topics and everything. The one thing I, w- I do want to say that I think we do is I'm trying to think of like what we focus on the most with these courses that have been successful. I feel like we have spent more time on the emails. This is going to sound bad at first, but we'll explain. I feel like we spent more time on the emails and the sales page copy than we have on the actual course sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think said, re- it's going to sound bad, but it's, it's going to sound bad at first. But no, the yeah. reason is because you create the content, right? You spend all the time creating the content, but then it's done, right? Yeah. And then, and you might make updates. We're talking about making updates, but you know, we've had a couple of updates to the side hustle course over the last year based on changes to the Facebook platform where we've had to update something. But for the most part, it's evergreen. It doesn't need yeah. to be changed. It's good, right? But with the sales page, you're always improving it. You're always spending time on it. With the emails, we're at least we're writing new emails all the time. You know, yeah. you're it's something that you have to write. And it's not you don't just sit down and start talking. Like you plan it out. Like we had a meeting a while ago with, with our copywriter. We we're writing the emails, but like we had a meeting with our copywriter and sat down and we're like, okay, for this particular launch, we're a year in, right? These are how things are different. What are we gonna talk about? Right. What's what's the hook? What's the story we're telling? What's the structure of the emails? What's the volume of the emails, right? Do we, you know, how are we interweaving our social proof, right? And so we spent time talking about the big picture, what we wanted to focus on, planning out the emails, and then even got down to where it's like, okay, this is basically on this day, we'll have this email. It's going to be about this. And on this day, we'll have these two emails. And the first one will be about this. And the second one will be about this. On this day, we're going to have this email. And we think it's going to be about this, but it's subject to change in case something comes up during the course of the launch. And we need to handle an objection and talk about a question that keeps coming up. Like we go that in depth in it. So, I mean, we probably spent an hour planning the emails and then, you know, we're sitting and you're writing them. I'm editing them. Chris is reviewing them. I mean, it's this whole process that we go through. Like you, you do spend a lot of time on it and you should like that. That's one of the things that 
when you launch a course, you will spend more time on email and copy than almost anything else. And if you're not doing that, then you're missing out on sales. <laughs> I guess where I was trying to go with that is like, you know, for this expansion that we're doing on the Facebook ads for bloggers course, it's not going to take us very long to sit down and bang out the videos that we're adding to the course because right. one, you know, we, we know, know the material. material. Yeah. We know the material. So it's easy. Like we can do all of that stuff first take usually. And, and two is like, we're not spending like, I, I feel like so many people spend like hours and hours and hours on like production value and like having like the perfect video and making sure that every um and like, and all that stuff is edited out when the reality is that doesn't matter. What matters is, is the information good or is the information not good? And if the information is good, then people will be happy with the course. But and how many, how many like random things that have been in our videos have just become like entertaining spots in our course, you know, like right. that first launch when, when we had the audio, like not work on a bunch of my videos. And so it's like 4 a.m. the night before open cart that I'm re-recording videos. And so then you know, those first couple months as people are seeing those videos and noticing that it's 4am and how tired I was <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, holy crap, do you guys ever sleep? And it's just like become this like joke, you right. know? So, I mean, it's imperfections are okay. Like yeah. you don't need to have, you don't need to have the fanciest video. You don't need to have the fancy intros and stuff. Like we'd love to do that. We'll probably do that at some point, but there's other, the content and your students getting results is so much more important. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I see people that spend tons and tons of time and money on like the video aspect of what they're doing. And then it's like, you look at the sales page and it's pretty bare bones. And then they might send out like, you know, one or two emails. It's like, Hey, the course is open. Like, Hey, the course is closed or whatever. So like they didn't spend as much time developing their actual email strategy and their sales page copy mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And you can have the best damn course in the world, but if you don't have, if, if you don't have good copy, you're not going to be able to sell it. And then what does it matter? Like you can't get it. People aren't, people don't just buy stuff because they like you. <laughs> they buy stuff yeah. because you write compelling sales copy. Uh, and then the cool thing is once you do that and they actually pull their wallet out and they buy the course, then when the course is good, they're happy. Like that, yeah. that's, that's kind of what we found. So, um, you know, all right. I want to, I want to rant a little bit about this, the email and the marketing and the sales. Like you said, like you have to use, you have to market the product. It won't sell itself. You need to sell it. I want to rant on that a little bit because if you're one of our listeners, <clears throat> I don't want you to do this because I want you to be successful. <laughs> and if you do this, I want you to stop doing it. And I think this is really important. I've been seeing a lot lately where people are coming on and they're, they're doing this thing where they're taking a stance on certain types of sales and marketing. And they think that that is going to build trust with their audience or it's going to make people like them and buy more or whatever. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to let you know, taking a stance against effective sales and marketing will not get you sales. It will not result in more people buying your stuff. It seems cute. The Twitter mob, they're going to be like, Oh, good for you. But that doesn't put money in your bank. And that means that you're not impacting people and sharing what it is that you have to teach and better their lives with. And so when it comes to emails, when it comes to writing your sales page and marketing your course, you, you've got to do it, right? And you've, you need to put effort into it. You need to sell it. You need to tell everyone 
why it's so good and why they should be taking it. And the key here, and this is the big thing that people miss, is that effective marketing and effective sales pages and effective email copy, what that's about is letting people know it's available, know it's not going to be available after a certain period of time. It's going to answer their questions, right? Because that's the biggest thing. People have questions. They have objections, but objections don't mean like this doesn't work, right? And you trying to convince them it works. That's not what it's about. Objections are, can it work for me? What about, but I live here, you know, is it different? Like it's about answering their fears, their concerns so that they can kind of, you know, move past those and do the thing that they want to do, right? So if you're doing this right, all you're doing is explaining what's in there, why it's good, and alleviating their fears by answering their questions. That's what you need to do. And then this is the other part people get uncomfortable with. You need to do it again and again and again and again and again. Like you need to do it over and over. And so when we were talking about this, I was, I was reading this blog post and they had this thing and they said, when you're launching a product, you're going to be tired of repeating yourself. You're going to be tired of saying the same thing over and over, but don't stop repeating yourself. And it goes to this. I remember a couple weeks ago when Chris was launching kind of the beta version of his, his copywriting course. And he wrote this email and he's like, look, this is like the fourth email I've written y'all today. And I was thinking about not writing it because I don't want to annoy y'all. But what I've learned from launching courses, and this is Chris speaking, what he's like, what I've learned from launching courses is that every time you think that you're sending too many emails, you should probably send one more because it never fails that even after you've sent however many emails and you've said your message however many times, somebody will message you and be like, oh, I didn't even know you were selling this thing. (laughs) And so from your perspective, you're like, I'm doing this too much. I'm sending so much. But from the, the reader's perspective, most of them are only seeing a fraction of what you send out. And so you need to repeat the message. And then the people that are reading it multiple times, like sometimes people have to read the same thing multiple times for it to sink in. And by some people, I mean everyone, because that's human nature. So this, this idea of like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be a blogger, a course creator that, you know, sells my courses without sending too many emails or without marketing or without selling. I'm just going to be like, I have this thing and people are going to buy it. That doesn't work. You have to sell it. You have to have a good sales page. You have to send emails. Like, sure, there are other ways to sell, but like, you know, we talk about email a lot because if you, everything that you look at, whether you're doing a launch or you're doing paid traffic or webinar or whatever you're doing, Every single strategy out there has an email copy component, right? You might be like, oh, I'm just going to get people through my webinar. Then they're going to click the button. They're going to buy from the page. Sure. But what's the email? What's the webinar have? Has emails to remind you to show up? Has emails to send you the replay? Has emails to get you to the sales page, right? It's all in there. So you, you have, it's part of it. I think that's one of the we probably have just spent most of this podcast talking about email copy, even though like you can go and talk, go to episode 28 where we talk about email copywriting for launches. We have a whole episode on it. We talk about it a lot because it's that important. And today we're just talking about like, what are the important things to focus on to have a successful launch? Well, guess what? We got to talk about this some more. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like <laughs> that thing that you're talking about, I have seen that more and more where people like they are taking that stance on, on how they want to market their courses or how they want to just do business in general. And I think it's fine. Like if you want to be that person, that's like everything else sucks and I'm going to do it my way. Cool. But you're going to take a lot of lumps along the way and you're probably not going to sell very many courses or whatever you're trying to sell at first. So you just like, if you are going to go in with that expectation of like, I want to change the game and I want to change the way that this is done. You're going to, you're probably going to be in for a hard time. I think the easier solution is learn the rules of the game first, like learn how to sell via email, via sales page, copy, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff get really good at that. And then if you want to change, like make small changes to where you get to the point you want to be. Like if you want to change your launch sequence or like the amount of emails that you send, like be successful at launching something first, be really good at it. And then if you want to change your strategy, then you can do that, but you're still like making money. And that's where I think that's what we've done. I mean, think about it. Like you don't have to, you don't have to compromise your values to, to make a dollar, you know? And, and I think that's one of the things like, we've always been very careful about like our tone, like the certain things that we will and won't say, like, you know, there's how we handle, I don't know, like anything, everything from like refund policies to like how we charge people to like how we price courses. Like we've, we've always done things a little bit differently, but like, we know, like you said, you know, the rules of the game, you know how to do it effectively. And then if something just because something's effective doesn't mean you, you have to do it to that level. Right. So like we might say, okay, this is effective, but maybe it's an 11 on our one ten point scale of what we're comfortable with. So let's dial it back to a nine, still be comfortable and be within our threshold. And yeah. I think that's the important thing there. Yeah. And then when it comes to emails, like that's the biggest, you know, I don't know if we're going to talk about affiliates or anything, but like, you know, when we talk to affiliates about, promoting the courses, the biggest kind of point of contention is always how many emails, like how many emails Mm -hmm. do you want us to send out? How many should we send out? And people, especially in the personal finance blogging world, I feel like people are very um, hesitant to send out too many emails because they don't want to quote unquote annoy their list, which I get because I was totally there like a year ago. I was, I was right there. What I've learned though, is that sending, you know, doing these launches where we send, I don't know how many we're going to send like 10 emails within eight days or something like that, or I don't know. I've had people actually tell me that are readers, like they're like, we love your email so much now that, you know, even if I'm not interested in the course, I'll just ignore the the emails that you send on the launches. Like I'm not going to unsubscribe because the other stuff you do is so valuable. Cause the reality is like, not everybody's going to buy courses for me, but if you make your, your regular, like normal email blast really, really valuable and, and really entertaining or whatever, you're going to, those people are going to stick around. Like they're not going to be mad at you just because they, you're selling something. I've had more people, I feel like rooting for me lately to like do well with my business. I remember a specific conversation I had uh, with a woman in my Facebook group where she made some kind of joke about me, like working a lot. And I couldn't tell at first. I was like, does she, does she say that I don't work at all? Cause I'm a blogger. Cause some people say that, or, uh, or, you know, does, is she saying that she actually sees me working? And so I kind of asked her to clarify and she was like, no, she's like, I see you working like crazy. Like she's like, you launched all of these courses this year and you know, you did all of this stuff. And sometimes like, you know, I'm not maybe interested in whatever course you're, you're launching, but I love your emails so much that she was like, I'm just going to ignore those launch emails and just like keep following you. Cause you motivate me to, to reach my goals. And to me, that was a huge win. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, I was like, okay, she enjoys my email so much that even when I put a, an offer out there that she doesn't really care about, she still finds that there's so much value in the emails 
that she'll like just kind of you know brush those off and be like yeah you know i'm not too interested in those and keep yeah. reading so i think you know if you're somebody that's concerned about selling uh via email or if you're concerned about like email volume if you just work on your normal newsletter blasts and like make them really cool kind of like what i did this year you're going to overcome a lot of those things you're going to have people stay on your list longer and then you'll probably get more comfortable sending more emails because you'll realize it's like not dirty and evil like <laughs> everybody well, kind of thinks it is just work on your your relationship with your audience it's not just the emails put out good content, do things for them, give them things for free. You know, I think, I think one of the things I remember at one point, somebody had did make a comment to you and you were like, but look, here's the deal. I've been giving you three articles per week that I've spent hours writing each one. I've been doing that for a couple of years now, or, you know, and it's like, I write these emails. Like I put out this Facebook content. I've given away free guides and courses and cheat sheets and spreadsheets and like all kinds of stuff. And it's like, yeah. there is, you could go and, you know, you, you could go on millennial money, man, and read an article per day for free for like a full year or more without running out of stuff. Like there's so much there, like you don't have to get the paid stuff, you know? And I, I love that, that concept and that idea. And I don't think people think about that. And so for you with your audience, if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh man, you know, I can't do that. Well, look at what you're else you're doing then, right? Look at your emails, look at your Facebook posts, look at your blog posts, look at your YouTube videos, whatever. You know, if, if you don't feel comfortable giving them something, then generally like, you know, that usually means that either you need to like do better with your content to like build your, your relationship, or it means that like you don't feel like what you're selling is worth it enough. You know, I, I always feel like that is something too, especially with affiliate offers, if you don't believe in it, you're not going to be comfortable selling it, right? Yeah, that's true. We're very comfortable selling our course because we believe in it, right? We, we don't yeah. just like, it's not just, hey, we made this. It's like we 100% believe this is the best side hustle that you can do right now. Maybe it won't be the best side hustle 10 years from now, but today and tomorrow it is. And so we want even before we had the course, we were wanting people to go do this thing because we wanted them to have that opportunity. So I think that's important. I want to go back to something you said earlier. You were talking about affiliates, right? And we love our affiliates, but I think something that you have to realize when it comes to launching a course is that your affiliates won't sell it for you. You still have to do yeah. the work, right? And your affiliates are not as invested in your course as you are. So you, you never know, like you're going to have some affiliates that are rock stars that are going to do everything they can to promote your course. And then you're going to have some that might send an email or might not show up. But beyond that, they don't understand your customer and your course and the benefits and the pains and all of those things the same way you do, right? So they're never going to be able to sell it the way you are because they don't know what the objections are. They don't know what the fears are. They don't know what the, whatever, they probably know the benefits, but so it's really on you. And I know that's something that we really try to do with our affiliates is say like, look, all you need to do is get them to the sales page and we'll do the rest because we've written the sales page in a way that it tells the story and it handles all of those things and takes that person from, I like the idea of this to, oh, okay, I want to do this. And then we go and we do the retargeting ads and we do that kind of stuff, you know, but then even that, I think with your affiliates, you want to do as much as you can for them. 
to help themselves. And this is one of those things like you want them to be successful for themselves. You want them to be successful. It's to your benefit, right? Like you make money if they make sales, but they make money if they make sales too. And you want them to be successful. And the more successful they are, the more likely they are to continue promoting it, right? I know we've had a lot of discussions this year. How do we make our affiliate program better? right? Like what can we do? And we've talked to a lot of people, you know, like we, how many times have we talked to, to Kristen at Believe in a Budget who does very well with affiliates? Like, how can we make yeah. this better? How many times, you know, have we talked to Michelle and been like, how do we make this better? Cause they, they're good at it. And so we've tried to do a lot of things like, Hey, here's an explanation of how we do EML marketing. And here are the exact emails that we did for this launch and explanation of why we did each email and the frequency and what we were trying to accomplish. And like, you can use these as a template, you know, and just trying to give people examples so that they can go out and they can use email more effectively for their list, both for their own launches and for promoting us. Like, so if you just think, hey, I'm going to get 50 people to promote my course as an affiliate. And then that's going to be where all your income's coming from. That's, that's not going to work. You still have, you can't rely on uh, the affiliates. And, and I want to clarify really quickly. I don't mean like affiliates are inconsistent. You can't rely on them. Screw affiliates. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is don't be lazy. You cannot expect your affiliates to do the heavy lifting for you. Affiliates are contributing traffic. You still have to sell. You still have to market. You still have to email. You still have to retarget. Like you have to do all of the things. And if you're not doing it, no amount of affiliates, no amount of Facebook traffic, no amount of any traffic source is going to help you. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I think the affiliate thing is really interesting because I, I think we can do a full episode on affiliates and like how, you know, some of the things that we've done to uh, get kind of bigger affiliates to promote the course, some of the things that we've done with our, with our like newer bloggers or, or smaller people with smaller reach, what we've done to help them sell. You know, one of the things is I'm thinking through this, I'm like, okay, what do people need to, what's the, what's the thing that I want people to get out of this? And I think the biggest thing for me, when you're doing a course, you know, let's say you have the perfect course idea, you know, spend less time obsessing over the tiny, tiny details of the course, what it, you know, what it looks like. Did you record every video perfectly and mm. spend all that time that you would have spent focusing on that on uh, learning how to write good email copy and learning how to write a good sales page. And we've done, I just went through and I looked at all the episodes we've done on say on uh, course sales, course launches. Uh, if you go back to episodes two, three, and four of the laptop empires podcast, we talked about kind of our first course, course launches. We did three lessons from, from our six figure launch on our first launch. Yeah. Uh, and then go to episode 15, which is why your first online course on your blog should be free. And so we talked a lot about creating a free course and getting your reps in using kind of a, a free, like a free email course or a free PDF guide or something like that. And, and learning your audience and learning how to get people to opt in, which takes me to, uh, episode 58, we talked about lead magnets uh, and, and creating really good lead magnets, getting, getting people to opt in, um, getting people to trade email for either a free course that you created or some kind of asset that you created. Learning how to sell that free thing, those two basically, learn how to sell the free thing and make sure there's interest enough in it before you sell that paid thing. Because if you can't 
<laughs> we say this in the intro. Like if you can't sell it for free, then you definitely can't sell it for, for real money. <laughs> money. Yeah. And then, yeah. So then after that, yeah, we've got episode 22, which was uh, how to, how to write a great sales page. It was something along the lines of that. Um, we sat down with our copywriter, Chris, and he kind of walked us through his process of creating a great sales page. You have to forgive us on that one. We were a little bit loopy at the beginning because we did that one during, or it was like during or right after. It was launch. the last day. It was either yeah. the morning after a launch or like the afternoon after it was ending. Yeah. yeah. We were, so we just were hang with us for, yeah, hang with us for the first like three or four minutes of that one, but then it gets really good. And then the last one, uh, episode 28 is, uh, it's out of how to sell a course with email marketing. And we went really hard. So just to recap on that, it's episodes two, three, and four are going to be just kind of like general launch strategy stuff. And then 15 and 58 are going to be selling free courses. And then 22 and 28, and we'll have all the stuff in the show notes, but 22 and 28 is sales page and emails. But like, we've talked a lot about all of this stuff, you know, and, this and then episode 53 is handling objections during your course launch. Oh yeah. That's a good one too. So like we have all these resources for you. We should probably like package this all together and create a really good lead magnet. Hey, there you hey, go. What an idea. But, but that's, those are the things I would go. So if you're thinking about creating a course or you're like wanting to sell something and do really well, like we've already done we've already created probably what is that like four or five hours of content on like how to, how to do a really good course launch and yeah. know, how to market your course. So I would say just really focus on that. Like do study, uh, study that aspect of actually selling your course. And if you know the information that's going to go into your course, you know, you know, the information, if it's good information, just put it in the course. Don't obsess over it, obsess over the, the marketing and sales, because that's how you're going to have a successful course. And that's how you're going to make money, which is, the, which is the point of course launches and course sales. Yeah. And I think the last thing right before, and this is related, but like before we wrap here is focus on what we call the hook, right? The offer, the thing that gets people's interest. Chris talks about this, like whenever he's writing copy for us, the longest part of that process is not him actually writing. It's the days of him just thinking, trying to figure out what the hook is. And as soon as the three of us figure out what the hook is, he just like spits out great copy. But I, I feel like the side hustle course is a great example of this. We did not go and make another course on how to start earning 10, you know, six figures a year or $10,000 a month running Facebook ads for local businesses. You can do that with our course, right? People do that. Like you can, we have people in our course that have left their jobs and be, gotten to be, you know, leave their job, become a stay at home mom or, you know, left a job they hate to do this full time or replace their income. And now they're, they were doubled their income because now they're side hustle earns as much as their job. Like you can make this a big thing. You can take it as far as to having your own agency, having a team doing, you know, 30 K a month, you know, like I've done, you can do whatever you want with it, but that wasn't how we marketed it because we looked at who was our audience. And so everything in our course is not about scaling this to a big agency. It's about how do you find a client? How do you find maybe two clients? How do you earn an extra one to $2,000 per month with one client or two to $3,000 per month with two clients or whatever it may be? Because the people we're trying to help with this course, although we have a lot of marketers in the course, right? People that want to build the agency and just want to learn our processes, but the bulk of the people in our course, they're millennial money man readers. They're, you know, friends and family. They're everyday 
regular people, I mean, just like we are and, or we had a job they didn't like or wanted to make a little extra money to pay off ridiculous student loans like I had or whatever it may be. And that's why they want to do it. Not because, and some of them want job replacement. Some people are like, you know what? I love my job, right? Like I've got this great job as an engineer. I love what I'm doing, but man, I've got a lot of student loans. It'd be really nice if I could pay them off five years earlier and then have that or something, you know, my wife and I always talk about, and I think y'all do too. Like we've always wanted to kind of travel the world. We've always wanted to go explore Europe and, and do different things. And that was a big motivator for the side hustle was like, let's make extra money so we can go on that trip to Italy, you know, or whatever. And so everybody's got their own goals. And so we focused on that was make a little bit. And part of that, why that's important for the marketing, focusing on that hook is that it was approachable and it was reasonable and it seemed doable, right? If, if we said, start making $10,000 per month running Facebook ads, there's probably half or more of our students would go, I don't know that I could do that. Or, you know, like it's just that, that self doubt, like that's one of the biggest things you deal with when you're selling something, you're promoting something is the person on the other end's belief that they can do the thing. Right. Right. So by just saying like, this is a way to make one to $2,000 per month instead of make $10,000 per month, it's 10 times easier. Right. And so then people that wouldn't have taken a chance on themselves are taking a chance on themselves and then maybe doing something really incredible and life changing. And so I think when you're doing this, spending time on that hook, that offer, finding out what people really want, what the real benefit of what you're providing is, spending time figuring that out is more valuable than making the course look pretty, you know, and that sort of thing. So you got any last words, last thoughts before we close the sucker down? (laughs) No. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, ladies and gents, for those of you who are jumping into the Facebook side hustle course, you know, over the next couple of days, if you're listening to this on Thursday, January 17th, 2019, when this came out, you've got four days, right? You've got through the end of the weekend. If it is Monday, it is too late. I'm sorry. We'll see you next time in a couple months when we reopen it to our students. But if you're listening to it kind of around the time it came out, you've got till midnight on Sunday. The course will be open. We'll bring in, we're bringing in a new batch of students. We're doing some exclusive uh, bonuses to really help what we call the baby hustlers, the, the new students that are coming in to help them hit the ground running and be you know, really effective, find that first client, um, really give them the support and answer the questions and do the things they need. So it's going to be very exciting. So thank you so much for listening to us uh, about as we talk about launches during the middle of our launch. If we don't get back to you via email over the next two or three days, apologize. There's a lot going on, uh, yeah. but we appreciate you listening to the podcast, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Adios. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.